This is how we bring the adversary. This is how we silence the adversary. The accuser by dragging him into the court and say, devil, you think you're the owner who can go to court? I'm going to go to court and I'm going to drag you right in. I'm going to ask the court of heaven. I'm going to ask the God, the righteous judge to summon you. I don't care if you're in Zimbabwe. I don't care if you are, you are in Sudan. I don't care if you are in Asia. You are coming to the court now to appear because I've got a case against you. Welcome to the Dr. Francis Miles podcast. Dr. Miles will share prophetic words, insights, and revelation about some of the toughest topics in the Bible. Dr. Miles also has a healing ministry, birthed out of his own powerful encounter with Jesus Christ, and has seen many set free through his crusades and meetings. Tune into today's episode and be blessed by a fresh take from this anointed minister of the gospel. Now, today I want to bring a message entitled, Bringing Your Accuser, Bringing Your Accuser into the Court of Heaven. Challenging the accuser in the Court of Heaven. I believe God wants us to know how to challenge the accuser in the Court of Heaven. So I want to teach on that because a lot of believers, you know, we are fighting the devil on the street instead of fighting him in the Court of Heaven. One time I remember, I remember the Lord spoke to me. The Francis, when you meet the devil on the street, when you meet, when you meet Lucifer on the street, he is the, is the devil. If you meet him in court, he's Satan. Very, very interesting because even the, the devil behaves differently under different names because names are administrations or the, that speak to the nature of how he operates under that name. As the devil, he lies, he cheats, He's a murderer, you know, he's straight. You know, and a lot of Christians, you know, we've got hurt fighting the devil on the street because we never met him in the court of heaven. And I'm not saying you cannot take the battle to the enemy uh, in the, on the street, but the reality is the Bible puts Satan more in a judicial context than it does in a street fight. And yet much of the war, spiritual warfare movement of the church around the world is built around militant warfare in the battlefield. And very few of those people know how to meet Satan in the legal field, in the courtroom. And so today I want to give you an understanding of how you can bring the accuser to the court of heaven and challenge him there. Because whether you like it or not, he is doing that to you right now. You know, and so I want to begin from the book of First Peter chapter 5. Verse 8, and in, in talking about this subject, hopefully I'm going to show you some ways, some open doors Satan uses to bring accusations against you and to, to literally devour your life. The Bible talks about devouring your life. And so I want to be able to deal with that aspect. Casting all your cares upon him. Casting all your cares upon him. For he cares for you. Be sober. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a rolling lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Now, this is very, very interesting that this passage gives us a lot about how our adversary operates and what he uses to 
bring accusations against us in the spirit world. It says, be sober, be vigilant. Uh, it says, because your adversary. Now, many of us, uh, when we think of the word adversary, we tend to think of an adversary as in a, in a war, like a soldier's fighting against each other, that kind of fight. We think, you know, adversary, we, can, we cannot think, maybe it's a boxing match between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. But the reality is that what, that word adversary comes from the Greek word antidikos. Antidikos, very interesting. That word antidikos literally means uh, one who's against your rights. Anti is the word against in, in, in the Greek language, dikos is right. So an adversary in the Greek language simply means somebody who's against your legal rights. That's your adversary. So if I came against your rights as a citizen of any country, let's say in America, if somebody came over my rights, they become adversarial to me because they're coming after my constitutionally protected rights as an American citizen. You know, you know, I, 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 it's very interesting. You know, and, and uh, 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 in Zambia, I, I mean, as a, Zambia, as a dual citizen, you know, I've got rights as a Zambian citizen as well. You know, if those rights are infringed upon, then guess what? I mean, that person becomes an adversary towards me. So that is the context by which this scripture is written. It is literally to put Satan in a courtroom situation and remove him from the battlefield. Because on the battlefield, we are having so many Christian casualties because a lot of the times when you are fighting the devil, coming against him, it is in an arena in which the truth, the truth be taught, the Satan has every legal justification to come against us because he has found an open door of sin or iniquity or transgression or a generational curse or an evil altar that was never repented from and is still standing and speaking in your bloodline. Then you meet the devil with that thing in you on the, on the battlefield. Listen, it's the grace of God. Many of us are surviving those kind of encounters because the truth of the matter is God wants us to take the adversary into the court of heaven so that once we destroy his accusations, his legal standing, then we knock him off his faith in on the battlefield because now he has no legal precedence to try to come against us. That is how God wants us, us to do this thing. So I want to really get into that because I believe it's so powerful for us to understand that. So it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, him whom he may devour. And we are taught to resist him in faith. But one of the best ways to resist the devil is to drag him into the court of heaven. You know, because in the court of heaven, the Satan cannot lie, because in the court of heaven, Satan becomes an officer of the court. Now, that blew my mind when God told me that, said, Francis, Satan... Lucifer, as the devil, can lie to you all day. As Apollyon, he can lie to you all day. As a Viathan, he can twist the truth, turn it around you. What he cannot do is lie in the court of heaven. Why? Because in the court of heaven, Satan becomes an officer of the court. And therefore, he's bound by court decorum to tell the truth. This is the reason why Jesus said, when you, when you go on your way to court, agree with your adversary. Why, what does it mean? It means in the court of heaven, when Satan brings an accusation, don't just act like it's not true. But most of the times it is true. It is true. So one of the ways you diffuse these accusations is come into agreement with them by the spirit of repentance. That's how you come into agreement with them. You say, you know what? I did it. 
there is an evil order in my bloodline. There is witchcraft in my blood. I, I accept. I have members and family that went into went into witchcraft seriously, and I can see how that's affecting us today. I repent for that. On their behalf, on my behalf, I repent for any witchcraft still left in my DNA or in my bloodline. You know, you have to remove Satan's legal rights when you bring him before the court of heaven. But the, what I'm trying to bring out to you is, you don't have just to sit there and take the, Satan's accusations. You have legal rights before God to drag him into the court of heaven to answer, answer before the Lord. Because you know he's not going to lie in that court of heaven. It says in verse 7 of First Peter chapter 5, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. This is, tells us that one of the open doors we give to the devil to devour us, to legally have power against us in the court of heaven, you know, in life period, is when we refuse to cast our cares on the Lord. What does that mean? It means we begin to act like we care about us more than God does. When we begin to think that way, number one, we begin to get paralyzed with stress. We open our bodies to talk, to write, to, to, um, to we, we, we open our bodies to uh, uh, adrenaline rushes in the bodies that we don't need. And all of a sudden our bodies is full of uh, ra radicals, radical cells running all over the place because we are so stressed out because we won't cast our cares on God. And then because we are stressed out, we begin to talk wrong. We begin to disagree with the word of God. We begin to snap at our wives, at our husband, our children. I mean, we are nasty to be around. And every time we do it, we open a door of attack to the enemy. We give the enemy legal right because we are telling him we don't believe God. We're telling, we're telling the devil, we, 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 we're not going to cast our cares on, on God. We know he told us, but we're going to act like it's all up to us. And so we're going to hold on to these cares. That's one of the ways, I believe one of the primary ways we open the door to the enemy to bring accusations against us and actually give him an opportunity to devour us. I don't know who I'm talking, I'm talking today, but I believe God wants you to understand that it's okay for you to come to God and cast your cares upon him, your financial cares, your marriage cares, your cares about your children. He says, cast them on him. Why? For he cares for you. Wow. For he cares for you. Because if you do not do that, then the enemy is going to use, use your failed knees to devour you with stress while attacking you and accusing you of, of, of practicing unbelief and disobedience in the court of heaven. So that's why it's important for us to understand that this is how we can begin to take on the accuser because the Bible tells us very clearly, and I'm, I'm going to read it to you, that Satan's primary job now in the New Testament, even though he has been vanquished, Christ has won the victory, and yet the devil keeps winning uh, 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 temporary victories against God's people because ultimately he loses because of Christ's work. But sometimes uh, he, he manages to delay our destinies, steal our resources, tie us down, put us fixed feet under before our appointed time. So he's a lethal, he's a lethal, he's a lethal enemy. You know, I'm not going to shoot a quote. The devil is a lethal enemy because he's been around this for 6,000 years and he, he knows human nature and how to manipulate it to cause people to curse themselves. Look at Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10. It says, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. 
Glory to God. For the accuser of our brethren who accuse them before our God day and night. Look at how, look at how persistent, how consistent Satan's barrage of accusations against the people of God is. Day and night. He came and accused us before God day and night. He has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. That word testimony is a legal word. That's why when you go in the courtroom, they said, we, we, we are about to receive the testimony. They log in the testimony of so, 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 so. And then that testimony is recorded. Becomes part of the, it becomes part, part of the court body of evidence. That's how courtrooms work anywhere in the world. Testimony is a judicial term. So this is courtroom activity. He said, and then we find the blood of Jesus is also in the courtroom. So the blood of Christ is one of the voices that we can in, endear. One of the voices we can engage on our behalf. In the court of heaven, because the blood of Jesus, according to the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 12, tells us that the blood of Christ is speaking of better things of our lives than the blood of Abel. We know the blood of Abel was, speaking of, was calling out for vengeance. Abel had been killed in a very vicious manner by his own brother, Cain, out of jealousy for something he did not do. He just made an oath to God, God accepted his offering. And yet that, that got him killed because his brother Cain was so jealous that instead of changing his behavior so God could accept his offering, he chooses to eliminate what he thought was his competition. So he kills his brother and spills his blood in the field. So the blood of Abel was not calling for the, for the redemption of Cain. The blood was saying, avenge me, God. Avenge me, God. Don't let me die this way. And God had to respond to the cry of the blood of Abel. And he brought judgment on Cain. He became a vagabond, and a man who was cast out of the Shekinah presence of Almighty God. My point I'm saying is this. The blood of Abel cried for vengeance, but we've got a blood in the court of heaven. The blood of Jesus Christ that is crying for our deliverance, our forgiveness, our cleansing. That's why if we can just show up for court, if a lot of Christians can just show up for court, a lot of the attacks against your life would come to an end. God would, bring, would give you a mighty deliverance. He would give you a mighty deliverance. Why? He would give you a mighty deliverance simply because, simply because the blood is speaking on your behalf. That's why you need to bring the devil into the court because the blood is there to say, no devil, I hear the accusation, but she is forgiven. I've been to her that repenting. I, I'm an evidence that they are supposed to be set free. Every time they say, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. Why? Because of the shed blood. But you see, if we don't show up for court, and we keep confronting the devil on the battlefield, without stopping for the moment and saying, okay, why is the devil kicking, kicking me? Why is the devil uh, uh, stealing my lunch? Does he have a legal right, a legal reason for doing it? Most of us never even think of that. We just keep on fighting, keep on fasting, keep on doing more things, more labor, more whatever. And the devil is laughing all the way to the bank as he frustrates us because we are missing the elephant in the room that the accusations he's bringing against us have legal territory. They have legal grounds. They have legal standing. And if you know any, any court system in the world, if it's not corrupt, is not going to violate any case that has legal standing until those legal issues are addressed and nullified by the force of law, 
those things are going to stand. And God being the righteous judge who cannot lie has to accept Satan's evidence if the Satan's evidence is justifiable and true. So this is how we bring the adversary. This is how we silence the adversary. The accuser by dragging him into the court and say, devil, you think you're the owner who can go to court? I'm going to go to court and I'm going to drag you right in. I'm going to ask the court of heaven. I'm going to ask the God, the righteous judge to summon you. I don't care if you're in Zimbabwe. I don't care if you are, you are in Sudan. I don't care if you are in Asia. You are coming to the court now to appear because I've got a case against you, you know. And it's important. It's important for us to do that, to understand that's going to happen. It's important for us to do that as kingdom people. So, saints of the most high God, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know I'm talking to somebody. This revelation, I believe, is going to be a game changer for somebody. Maybe you have been fighting something and it just doesn't seem to go away. Maybe you keep having these constant attacks in your dreams. Maybe you need to go before the court. Maybe there's a legal reason. Maybe sometimes in your dreams, God is trying to show you the legal rights Satan has amassed against you and is devouring your finances, devouring your life at home, devouring your peace, devouring your, your peaceful sleep, using those things. But thank God we can cast all our cares upon him. We can come before the Lord knowing that the advocate, the, our attorney, our, our attorney on record in the court of heaven is the Lord Jesus himself. Praise God. As a matter of fact, let me turn to the scripture because you got to see how Christ is praying the law of the advocate in the court of heaven. This is powerful. It's very transformative when you see it. So we go in the book of 1 John chapter 2, and you know what it says? My little children, glory to God, these things I write to you, so you never forget what I'm about to say, so that you may not sin. Now remember, sin in the kingdom is simply an offense. It's a felony. In America, if you commit a crime, it's called a felony or a misdemeanor, but that's a crime. That is doing something that's illegal. Well, sin is the illegality of the realm of the spirit. So sin is, do, is a transgression against the law of God. So you may not sin. And anyone, if, but, but, and if anyone sins, which means it's going to be possible, you are human, you know, you're going to have a bad day and you do something stupid or you get tempted and you, do, you, you, you commit a sin. God anticipated your moments of sin in the life of a believer. So it says, if anyone sins, we have an advocate, a lawyer, an attorney, with the Father. Who is this one? Jesus Christ, the righteous. Wow. Wow. Do you see why the devil doesn't want you to show up for court? You see why the devil does not want you to understand the revelation of the court of heaven? Why he wants you to say, well, we are under grace. You don't have to deal with all that court stuff. Well, devil will be laughing all the way to the bank as he keeps plundering your life while you claim grace has taken care of your responsibility of appearing before the court of, before the court of heaven. The reality is grace has made it possible for you to come before the court of heaven. Had it not been for the blood of Christ shed on, on the cross and the grace that was the least God of the, of the shed blood of Christ, none of us would have access to the court of heaven. But it's by grace that we have access to the court of heaven. It's by grace that we can get Jesus Christ to become an advocate in the court of heaven. Court of heaven. Do you mean to tell me that John the beloved who, 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 who slept on the, on, the, on the bosom of Jesus who was that close, he says his very hands, he touched, he ate with him, he knew him, knew little about grace, and this called new preachers who've never even met Jesus face to face, know more about grace than John, 
John the Beloved, you know what? I will stay with John any day over any preacher. I don't care how famous they are. It is this man. It is this man. Glory to God. The apostle, the beloved, who says to us, if anyone sins, we have an advocate. Why would you need advocacy unless, unless sin opens the door for the attack of the enemy? Or why would you need an advocacy expert in the courtroom unless the transgression, then, then sin opens a door that allows the devil to attack you. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Why would, why would you anybody need a lawyer unless they're going to a courtroom? You don't need a lawyer if you're not going to go to court or if you don't have something legal challenging you. Trust me, nobody goes to a lawyer because they, they just want to hire a lawyer and pay $250 an hour like in America just because I want to see your handsome face or you. Oh, no, you go to a lawyer, drag yourself there because yeah, I, have, I have some legal trouble. I need a lawyer. He says, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he himself, come on now, is the appropriation of our sins. That word appropriation literally is both a governmental and judicial term that we'll discuss further in a different service. Uh, is himself for our sins, not only for ours, but also for the whole world. My God, listen, my friends, you and I can literally take the adversary into the court of heaven and see him prosecuted by the grace of God concerning anything he has against us, concerning any accusation that he keeps throwing at us, and then using those accusations to devour us in our earthly lives. But the goodness is the Bible always unveils the pipe, the pipe mass, the piper, you know, unveils the piper behind this behind the screen, behind the behind the veil. And we puppet master and we find out what he's doing, and we are able to confront him. And in a legal judicial way, before God, we're able to break the hold of the enemy of our life and begin to see breakthrough begin to come to us. I know that somebody right now is being set free by this revelation. Tell me about it. Please go to FrancisMouse.com and just testify. Tell me about it or go on to FrancisMouseChurchOnline.com and you can also testify on the platform we have in that powerful website. You know, but I believe that somebody's life is being changed. I believe that if you cast your cares on the Lord today, maybe you don't have a job. Maybe, you, maybe you're about to lose your home. Maybe you are, your wife is about to divorce you. Your husband is about to divorce you. Cast your cares on him, for he cares for you. And go before the court of heaven and say, Lord, whatever demon is trying to destroy my home, if there's any legal right, I've given that spirit. Or any legal right that has an enemy, my husband or my spouse, I've opened up that allow the enemy to begin to claim my marriage. I'm asking that you just absorb us of those legal rights by the blood of Christ and watch God begin to turn your life around. I have seen God deliver marriages that for all practical purposes were done, but God came through. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I sense there's somebody right now whose marriage in the, is in that exact same place. And God said, there are accusations against you in the court of heaven. You go in the court of heaven and begin to see God begin to dissolve the attack of the enemy against you. And you're going to begin to see a breakthrough.
Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at francismiles.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. May God bless you today and always.